Hello, everyone, and welcome to the First Loved Podcast. Last week, I began kind of a new series about listening to Jesus's words of love. And we looked at Matthew 11, where Jesus really invited us to come and to find rest for our souls. Several weeks ago, we were doing the series on the Lord's Prayer. And when I got to that petition, lead us not into temptation, or literally, do not bring us into temptation. By the time I finished that one, I think I said to all of you, well, I don't know if I made it worse or better (laughs) this past weekend. My son was visiting and he said, yeah, dad, that one on the testing, totally confusing. And then my wife was with her brother and they were talking and he said the same thing. And so I spent some time again going, Lord, please help me. And so today I would like to make a stab at making this simpler and clearer. Hopefully it'll be helpful to you. And again, that we'll finish probably with several of the same scriptures, but to just hear the Father remind us of his love and care for us during these times of testing. So, Jesus says, pray like this, and one of the petitions is, lead us not or do not bring us into testing. Well, I think part of the struggle for me was that I kept hoping that in the various commentaries that I read and other things that I researched, that somebody would say that there was a different way to say, do not bring us into. In fact, I thought, but I couldn't find it anywhere, and my father is just not doing well, his mind. But I actually have in the margin of my Bible that there was a time when I asked my dad about this, and I thought he said to me, Mark, the original language would have been Aramaic, and it's possible that the phrase might have been something more like, let us not succumb to the testing. But at least in everything that I researched, the phrase is, do not bring us into, or the way we all are used to it, lead us not into testing or temptation. Well, I think why I struggled with it before (laughs) is because the phrase is just simply difficult and somewhat confusing. In fact, at some point when I was praying about it and wrestling with it, I put do not dot, dot, dot into testing. And I kept saying, Lord, what other word could fit there? And I can't find any. In fact, a lot of the reading that I did, many of the scholars They use the language of you just have to have a different perception of it. And the last one I read explicitly on the Lord's Prayer, this particular scholar was trying to advocate that, well, in your mind, you kind of need to think of it as protect us, protect us in testing. Well, I think that's what I was trying to do with all of us, was trying to find a different way to say it. The bottom line is, it is what it is. Do not bring us into, lead us not into temptation. So here's my first point, to be as clear as I can. That's what it says. Perhaps there's something in the Aramaic that we don't know about. And it's perhaps like Jesus's words when he said, if your eye offends, pluck it out. If your hand, cut it off. It was very, very helpful to learn that Jesus didn't mean for us to literally do that. Otherwise, Christians would be walking around the planet blind and handless. (laughs) There's something instinctive inside of you that goes, it can't really mean that. And thankfully, we learn through history, through research, whatever, that at the time of Jesus, rabbis frequently used this thing called hyperbole, which means to exaggerate to make a point. 
Jesus was using hyperbole. I mean, this is how serious it is. If there is something that's causing you to sin, then get rid of it. And he couldn't say it in more exaggerated language than like, pluck your eye out, cut your hand off. Well, part of me just wants to say, maybe there is something in the Aramaic, something about this that we still don't really understand. But it does say, lead us not into testing. And it creates a tension for us because it sounds like God would be doing this. And the James text, remember we talked about this before, James 1.13, James says, When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting or testing me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. There's part of the tension. In fact, one of the things I read, I meant to go back and I forgot to do that because I don't know who this was, but there was a scholar who actually felt that James wrote that sentence to counter the sentence in the Lord's Prayer, just to make clear God doesn't lead people into temptation. He's not the one that does this. And of course, many people shot this thing down, but it just illustrates that this statement creates a tension for us. It just seems a little off. And again, maybe it's like the hyperbole. Maybe there's something that we just don't understand. As such, again, then, I just want to go forward by saying, here's what we do know. Well, the first thing, as I just said, what we absolutely do know elsewhere in Scripture is that God does not tempt us. He does not lead us into temptation in that sense. He doesn't do that. That's clear. So what do we know? What else has Scripture told us that we can wrap our minds around? And again, not necessarily it's going to make sense of that statement. What I'm going to do is just remind us of what we know is true. And as you hear that, as you repeat that in church or in your own private life, that there are other things that you can think about and hold fast to. So here we go. We'll do the best we can. Well, first of all, he says, do not bring us into testing or into temptation. Well, here's the truth. The world is filled with testing and temptation. It's not from God, clearly. It's because of the brokenness in our world. In fact, Jesus explicitly promised us, in this world, you will have trouble Paul said, we will share in his sufferings. There is a clear expectation that the world is filled all by itself with testing and temptation. It's everywhere. Remember Paul said, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live. When you followed the ways of the world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh, following its desires and thoughts. At one point, as a way to remember this, I actually put it in the first loved material. Years ago, based on that verse, I summed it up in four words, surrounding Satan, sinners, and self. Surroundings, when you follow the ways of the world, Satan, the one who's the ruler of the kingdom of the air. Sinners, those who are disobedient, and self, where we follow our desires, cravings, and thoughts. Surrounding Satan, sinners, ourselves. There are so many things that create tests, that create temptations. 
that are there among us every single day. Again, 1 Thessalonians 3, 5, Paul said, For this reason, when I could endure it no longer, I also sent to find out about your faith for fear that the tempter might have tempted you. 1 Corinthians 7, 5, Then come together again so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. The point is, is the testings, the temptations, are clearly from the enemy and are clearly in the world that we live in, even in our own bodies. God does not tempt. God does not test. The enemy is the one behind it all who has influenced the world, those who are disobedient, and at times, even in our own fallen flesh, the temptation comes. Given that, it says, lead us not, do not bring us into. And I believe I mentioned last time, Matthew 4, 1 to 3, then Jesus was led up by the Spirit, led up by the Spirit, led, brought into by the Spirit, the wilderness. But it was to be tempted or tested by the devil. In fact, he then is called the tempter. The tempter came and said to him, and then you know the three temptations that Jesus experienced. All I can say, friends, is that it seems here a clear case that God, by the Spirit, led Jesus into the wilderness deliberately, where again, I'm sure Jesus experienced temptation all the time, testing all the time, just like all of us. But there was a specific occasion where the Spirit led, God led, brought Jesus into testing. And there may be times, again, similar to Job, Job never finds out that that's what's happening in his life, where again, it's not God's doing it, but he allows Satan to take things away from him, ultimately affect his health. God allows a specific kind of testing to happen in Job's life, but God's confident in Job. And in the end, Job never, ever, ever forsakes the Lord. Struggles, but never forsakes. It made me think of Jesus in the garden. In a sense, he was saying, deliver me from the evil one, Lord. If there's a plan B, can we not do this? He was being brought into, led into an incredible experience of testing, an incredible experience of suffering. And again, temptation that he would very easily want to opt out and say, no, God, I'm not going to do this. And I love the fact that Jesus responded to Pilate when Pilate said, don't you realize I have power either to free you or to crucify you. And Jesus answered, you would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. That Jesus recognized that this specific event of suffering that he was engaging in, it wasn't because Pilate was doing anything or, the, again, the evil that was in the religious leaders. And God was behind that. And Jesus understood that in that there was an allowing that was happening for a bigger purpose. And again, I think that's what we have to recognize is that the world filled with a tempter, Satan, broken surroundings, sinners, broken ourselves, there are plenty of things that will create testing and temptation for us, but that there could be times when God is in fact allowing, bringing us into that in a more intense way for a purpose. Jesus endured that for a really important purpose. And we have to trust that. 
when it's happening that God knows about it. In the same way that what happened to Job, the enemy wasn't allowed to do that without God's permission. Here Jesus is saying that, look, all the stuff you're doing to me and you, Pilate, you don't have any authority or control over any of this. God is allowing this for a bigger purpose. I think in that regard that at times that may be true of our lives as well. And the fact that Jesus said, Father, if you can remove this cup, I think truthfully it's really him saying, deliver me from the evil one. But here's the other absolute truth, is that even if we are led into specific kinds of testing that's more than just the normal everyday stuff that he promised, that we would have trouble, that we would share in his sufferings, here's the truth about God and about Jesus when we're in those moments. Remember again, 1 Corinthians 10.13, Paul said, No temptation, no testing has overtaken you such that is common to man. And God is faithful. Who will not allow you to be tested beyond what you are able? But with the testing, he will provide the way of escape so that you will be able to endure it. Isn't that awesome? He promises to not let it be more and that he will provide a way of escape. In other words, he will deliver us and enable us and empower us to endure it. And then hopefully that it comes to an end. Or think of Jesus, Hebrews 2.18, where the Hebrews author says, because he himself suffered when he was tempted, when he was tested, he is able to help those who are being tempted or tested. Likewise, Jesus to Peter, remember he said in Luke 22, 31 to 32, he said, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked, asked to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. Jesus is still prayed for them, still prays for us. Remember in the Romans text, 8, 34 to 37, who will condemn you? Me, Christ Jesus, who died more than that, is raised to life, and I am at the right hand of the Father, interceding, praying for you right now. Who will separate you from my love for you in Christ Jesus? No, in all these things, you are more than a conqueror through me, more than a conqueror through me who loves you. The Lord is on our side. The Father is on our side. He's there to help us endure. So I just want to say those again to you from the Lord specifically, at least those first two. No temptation has overtaken you, but such is common to everyone. And I, your God, I, your God, am faithful. I will not allow you to be tested beyond what you are able, but with the testing, I will provide the way of escape so that you will be able to endure it. Remember that I, Jesus, I suffered when I was tempted or tested. So I'm here with you, for you, able to help you, when you are being tempted or tested, and I am praying for you even now. See, in the end, finally, is that with this perspective we can say with Paul, therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and difficulties, because when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Or the author of James says, 
Therefore, I'll consider it pure joy whenever I face trials of many kinds, because I know that the testing of my faith produces perseverance. So I will let perseverance finish its work so that I may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Hear that from the Lord too. So, beloved, may you consider it pure joy whenever you face these trials of many kinds, knowing that this testing of your faith, it'll produce perseverance and let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. For it's in these times when you are weak then you experience me be strong. So there may be times we are led into testing, if that in fact is really what that means. Testing is everywhere, all the time, but there may be moments, as Jesus was, led into that we might as well. The point is, is that he is there to help us, to strengthen us, to ultimately deliver us, such that we can also trust that these sufferings are producing something, especially our work and our faith, our experience of his power and love and presence. So Lord, we pray, do not bring us into testing, but if so, deliver us from the evil one and help us to have the right perspective, that it's not you who are tempting us, but instead you are working for a greater purpose and that you are present with us to get us through it. We love you, Lord. Amen. God bless you all and have a great rest of the day.